Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church and the rest of our community that's joining us online. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And welcome to this week's episode, Advent 2. Anticlimactic there, isn't it? (laughs) Big buildup for Advent 2. Dave laughed again. (laughs) He laughed again. Um, uh, Advent 2, the sermon was titled Deliverance, and you came out of Isaiah 61, 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. Um, Yeah. and we had uh, something really special happen this weekend, what was called Cantata, which I love, um, and full transparency with y'all. Um, I am absolutely, uh, I appreciate high church, and I appreciate like um, all the things that go into high church, right? But I am not, at my core, like a high church guy. Uh and I flip and love cantata. Like cantata is like the coolest thing. Uh, and then I read and I showed up in a blue shirt, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, awesome, awesome um, time in worship yesterday. Um, and so Dave didn't really preach a sermon. Dave gave what is referred to as a homily, which means mini sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the church has a word that's different than normal. Everyday know, language. right? Yes, it's yes. like it's like what does that word mean, and why do we use it? It's just uh, a short sermon. Yes, it's just a short sermon. Uh, which, by the way, I thought was awesome. Um, and and it's always funny, right? When pastors, we get the pulpit and we get to preach, and then like this yeah. wasn't my normal rhythm, and it's like, <laughs> no, it was great. And everybody, and then you're like, should I do that every week? Should I go like? It, it occurs to me though, there's not a word for long sermon. I wonder why. It's called robbing people of getting to the good place for lunch. Uh, And hey, the spirit is here too. They they say it's a hostage situation sometimes. (laughs) I uh, I used to joke when I would run boards for people. It's like, don't give me that power. I'm going to cut your mic off in the middle of like you making a point. Um, That's not nice. But anyway, so deliverance, uh, Isaiah 61, 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. Um, Why don't you kind of talk to us a little bit about, you know, Advent 2, um, but also you know, how you settled on this and, and why. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so I, I wanted, I wanted uh, in this uh, series to really let Isaiah speak. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be, we'll be focusing on Isaiah and then Samuel um, uh, for the last week. But the Isaiah is such a integral part of the, of, of the Advent readings of the mm-hmm. traditional, the tradition of the church. Uh, the passage today is one of the Isaiah passages that that Jesus quotes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a very significant point in Jesus' ministry where he quotes this. Um, Jesus is, has gone to the synagogue. This is really his first uh, ministerial act as he reads from the Isaiah scroll. Right. And he says, I am here to... Uh, 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 to speak the words of the Lord, to... to mm-hmm. Uh, bring good news to the to the poor to uh, right. pronounce the day of the Lord's favor, uh, and it is Jesus um, uh, really kind of making a stake, making a claim of what his ministry is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's 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 going to be Jesus says very similar to the uh, bringing the hope that Isaiah brought. Mm-hmm. Isaiah was speaking to the exiles in exile, right? So they were the ones that had been torn from their country, had been taken to Babylon. And Isaiah is speaking to them words of hope um, and and dreaming with them about the days to come that where they will return home and and everything will be made will be made right. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is tapping into that same kind of message, saying his ministry is going to be one that brings hope and will usher in the time when everything will be made right, right. In, in the world again. Jesus called it in other places his kingdom, mm-hmm. um, is, is how he would talk about it at, at later. But this was his very first act, uh, kind of a personal mission statement, if you will, for, for Jesus mm-hmm. uh, to pronounce the, the good news for the poor. Right. Um, right. And I love like the the connectedness, right, thematically of, of Isaiah and the season of Advent, which is like soon but not yet, right? And I love I love the words you're using, right? So you're talking about a people group, right, that are displaced, enslaved, having a really hard time. It's not it's not good to be to be rolling with the yeah, I mean it's the Israelites at that time. <laughs> I mean, trying to put ourselves there is just brutal. I mean it's brutal. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's trying to to kind of Put yourself in that place. It's just hard to do. And I love um, uh, the word you used about dreaming with people about what is to come, mm-hmm. right? And and I think that, you know, when Jesus kind of quotes this, right? Because, you know, Jesus is smart and... and yeah. Yes, use, he is. Does it, <laughs> does it use, like, you know, fillers? Um, but but in that concept, right, of, of you know, addressing the needs of the people then and, and speaking hope and, and affirmation and how God is going to meet the needs, like the literal needs that people are having in the moment, but also casting their um, uh, their vision or their dreams or their energy to the things that are to come that are bigger than the current circumstance, right? And, and um, I love, I love this kind of, um, how this correlates into Jesus's ministry, right? Where you know, we know now on this side, right, like there's a finality to the work that Jesus was doing, right? Mm-hmm. The death and resurrection of Christ is a, it's like a final like say on some of these issues um, uh, as far as um, no longer needing sacrifices and, and, and these types of things. Um, but even in Jesus's completed work and that like where we are, is in this place of expectant hope of not just our current circumstance, but being a part of what Jesus has promised to continue to do mm-hmm. and is going mm-hmm. to do long term, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's these, these really like, almost like perfectly in sync type of concepts of, um, you know, as we're entering into Advent, which is this time to wait, which I don't like to do. I like to do, I like to be busy, I like to be all over the place, right? And, um, and so Isaiah is calling for waiting and hope and expecting God to, to work and to, and to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus is also like, Hey, I'm the answer to that. But also like, we're going to, we're going to go, I'm going to go do these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so for us, um, again, like you said, you know, we know how some of this goes, right? Like that's our, our current understanding, but Advent is that time to kind of stop and unplug from that the best we mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. and wait expectantly on, um, you know, for me, I like I come from this weird background right, where I call I call it like the word of the Lord, right? Like it's it's a season where I get to sit and wait on the miracle of Christ, yeah, and what God is doing, um, uh, so that you know we can continue yeah, to move. It's if we if we can get put ourselves in that place where we're waiting, and uh, the expectant waiting. Mm-hmm. I think when the event comes, mm-hmm. when Christ is born, and then in the manger when Christ comes again, when Christ completes that work, if we can find ourselves in that place of waiting, it amplifies 
mm-hmm. um, it amplifies that event that we're waiting on. Right. You know, that expectation, that exa- anxiety that, um, you know, of a, of a kid finally getting the, you know, whatever it is. They, Nintendo 64 for all my millennials. Uh. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> um, you know, so there's there's that part. It's 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 therapeutic in some ways, mm-hmm. but then it amplifies and shows the the true importance of the coming of, of Christ and the work of Christ in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and to, to your point, right? Like, I think, I think there's this thing that's really interesting too, of like, um, you know, need the gospel daily, right? It's not, it's not this one and done concept. Uh, and it's always fascinating to me whenever Advent kind of comes around how I'm like, Oh man, I'm not nearly as focused as I thought I was. <laughs> like, and, and then so being in, t- moving into a season, um, and this isn't like self-deprecating watchers, listeners, like this isn't meant for self-deprecation of our persons, right? Like that's not what the point of this is, but like this, you know, self-awareness and this humility as God is like, wait, right? Like, and, and let me do it, right? Is, man, it's like, I, I need to do this way more. Um, but but I love, I love the, you know, everything you're talking about and we're talking about right now of like that framework of, um, how God is up to things and God is always up to things, but this is a time of year where like, there's this really like, like, I don't want to say punch, but like, it's a very, like the, it, it meets the culture. It meets the season. It meets the time of year. So there's this, it's almost like this cultural appropriateness of like, we get to like really sit and move mm-hmm. into the season because mm-hmm. it's part of our, our, our rhythm and our, and our, um, yeah. In this season, the, the church, season really contradicts the cultural season. Yes. I mean, it's probably more than any other season of the year. This is when the Mm -hmm. two are kind of diametrically opposed and where where they're they're really butting heads and where we as Christians uh, really have to struggle, I think, to to realize, well, what part of the stuff I'm doing is cultural and what part of it is, you know, the, the, the religious season, um, you know, mm-hmm. how do how do we draw the line there? And maybe that helps us uh, in other parts of the year to kind of draw that mm-hmm. line. Where, what is wh- uh, how is culture affecting me as opposed to how is how is Christ affecting me? Yeah. And final final ad- addition I'll make to that before we move into the next part is um, that's literally what the season's about. Right. Like mm-hmm. in the people in Isaiah, like they're defining all their stuff probably by their circumstance. I'm assuming some things here which are really difficult. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not a slight, right? It's like, man, I, I same, <laughs> same fam, you know, I'd be, I'd be dealing with that too. I'd be like, this, this stinks, man. This is awful. And so Isaiah comes in. Um, and I think you highlighted this this week too. Maybe it was last week when you said this, but it's important. So we're going to talk about it was how, um, Isaiah comes in with a hopeful message, not a repent mm-hmm. message, mm-hmm. which is pretty, pretty important as far as the prophets are concerned. And so for me, like it's an, it's a neat thing that not only does Isaiah do this, but then Jesus also quotes this. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Advent on, you know, we're hopeful in the dreams of God and what God is accomplishing, what God has promised and what God is up to. Um, and I think it's very difficult for me to receive that well and be intentional about living that out, especially in this season, if I'm not waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, because Dave is brilliant with slides, uh, you know, you might wonder, Kelly, what, what notes do you have on your iPad? I just take pictures of his slides. That's what I do. Uh, cause they're awesome. 
So Advent, right? A season that looks forward to change and invites us to participate. So we talked a little bit about like our posture of um, waiting. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the second part, right? Where you talk about the invitation to participate, right? Because I think you did a brilliant job there, Dave, of explaining like the differences between the cultural thing, um, which isn't terrible and awful and horrible and whatever. It's just not, it doesn't totally line up with what God is up to and like what the season is. Mm -hmm. So if we're if we're gonna adopt this posture, right, of I'm gonna I'm gonna wait, right, on on God and what God is up to and like what God has promised and in the baby Jesus, right? And then I'm invited to do things. What what is the what's the boundary there? Like what's the <laughs> what's the, the the tangible advice or or when you're saying this stuff, like what yeah. what are you what are we what can we take from that that's positive and good and from God? The good news. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been fun. I'm out. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're invited to join into the work that Christ has begun. Mm. Uh, and that's ongoing, um, you know, until the end times. The, um, um, the you know, the you know, we can pull from... Um, you know, any, any passage of the gospel, you know, almost that we want Matthew 25, feed the, feed the hungry, clothe the naked. Um, you know, we can do the, uh, um, you know, good news to the poor. How are we, how are we mm -hmm. being good news to those who live in poverty? Right. Um, you know, release of the captives. Um, you know, what are we doing for those who are bound into situations of, injustice you know unjust situations what are we doing in those in those cases uh, mm -hmm. how are we being a good neighbor um you know that's that's not a trivial part of the gospel not at all. um so those are all things that that the work of christ uh, that the teachings of christ kind of fleshed out for us uh, right. none of them are unique to jesus i mean they were they were they're part of the thread of of Scripture, uh, part of the work of God that's been happening since the creation. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just joining into that and saying, right. yes, we want to be uh, a follower. Yes, we want to be, you know, a disciple. Yes, we want to be. Um, and the, the one who has come, uh, who is God, you know, enfleshed, mm -hmm. um, is, is the one who will lead us. I love it. I love it. Um, so there is... This quote you used um, brings us into the next point because I love that you're talking about our invitation into the part, the participation of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit about this quote. So it's from G.K. Chesterton. Uh, the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. Unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't say duh. <laughs> so the Christian ideal... Uh, is the perfect way of living, mm -hmm. and it and it requires us to change mm -hmm. pretty fundamentally, right? Uh, to move out of the the me mindset into a we, our kingdom kind of mindset, mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that uh, probably no one has ever outside of Jesus has ever been able to really commit their lives to. Mm -hmm. um, so, as we move toward that ideal, we'll find that there is more justice in the world, that there's more peace in the world. We'll find uh, other blessings of joy and hope and, and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the kingdom, uh, the ideal, 
uh, as as Jesus promised for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires fundamental change that mm, this is pretty hard to imagine um, that that change would happen. Right. Right. I love um, so the the contrast here, right, of the season we're waiting in, right, which is baby Jesus, not adult, full-grown, teaching me things, Jesus. Um, you know, rabbinical Jesus, right? It's 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 baby Jesus, and I and I think too, like, um, you know, as as the resident pessimist, right? Like, I always move into like, okay, who's the first person who fails? Like, what is the thing to gain from the failure so we can do the right thing, as opposed to like the moment of the birth, right? And so, as we're in a season of waiting, I think one of the things uh, that can be really helpful for us, right, is that God is defining this stuff. So what I loved about what we talked about with the Christian ideal, right, is like Jesus references multiple ways in, in, in spaces to that this is what this looks like, right? This is the Christian ideal. It's the Great Commission. It's it's the girding and 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 the fundamental change towards an all-encompassing love and grace and mercy and and uh, intentionality for the needs of others and in and in physical ways and in spiritual ways and in, in, in the ways that Jesus kind of defines this. But what I think uh, the, the second part of this that I, I love about Chesterton is, you know, I told you before that, um, you know, when I was younger, the way that I heard this quote was from a like, you suck. <laughs> like, like in, and everybody's doing it wrong and it's bad and we're not, we're not doing what we need to do as opposed to like, I think the freedom that this quote kind of offers us in the concept of, you know, the dream, right? The hope, the expectant hope is Jesus has been promised for a long time. You know, this isn't some insignificant, it's not some random dude mm-hmm. that just gets born and then like helps a couple people and teaches some cool stuff. This is the Messiah. So, you know, for me, like the, the cosmic event of forevermore, it's all permanently changed, mm-hmm. right? And there's this, as we're waiting on this, what I'm, what I'm waiting on is not just, you know, if I'm willing to sit in Advent and wait on what God is up to, it's not just how to love God and how to love myself and how to love others better. It's, it's to stop in a moment when like, it shifts for the baby that was promised, the Messiah that was promised, the solution, the, the, it, all the things that then Jesus represents, um, it happens. And I think what I get caught up in and what Advent helps me do and what Chesterton kind of like unpacks and what you did Sunday, yesterday unpacks is I think sometimes this is lost on me. It's not like something that I really like am intentionally like every day going, okay, yeah. And then the baby was born and like, it's super cool and everything changes, right? Because I'm like, okay, like I need to do this and I've been invited into these. Like I do all this stuff, right? And and not saying that's bad or I'm, I'm wrong or, or you who are watching and listening or Dave, even if we get caught up in these things that we're trying to work on. But the invitation of Advent, right, is this moment of like, I get to sit and like watch the thing that God promised happen. Mm-hmm because God is good and God fulfills God's promises and they come to pass. And part of what I think I've been invited into is not to come up with my own thing. I get to receive this thing that's happened. Um, I got to stop saying thing like, like Jesus, the Christ is born and I get to receive that because it's for me, just like it's for everybody else. And as that fundamentally changes me, 
you know, then, then the love that I have for neighbor, I think, can grow. And so Chesterton, I think, kind of cuts it with this knife, mm-hmm. like this stark contrast, and Jesus does too in the Gospels. Yeah. But if I start to build my own thing, if I get to define it, I'm no longer sitting in this, this Advent type of mentality of like, mm-hmm. okay, God, you promised you're doing it, and you've invited me into what you are doing. Exactly right. Yeah, that Christian ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes I get caught up in the, okay, God, I'm going to do this thing. And God's like, no, dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, um, so I think that's part of the blessing of Advent, mm-hmm. right? If we let mm-hmm. it be, is if we wait really, if we wait intentionally, it's, it's oh, God, like you are up to something. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that was well said. Well said. Yeah, I made up for the oh, duh. I'm just kidding. Um, so I guess closing thoughts. We're trying to keep this one short and sweet. Um, uh, closing thought from me. We, we say that every week. Yeah, yeah. And then I start like, oh, and one more thing. Um, uh, it's just because you say so much good stuff, Dave, and it makes me think. And I'm like, oh, I should add that. And it's, no, land the plane. Um, but my, my final thought, right, is like it's just being really intentional during this season of when – even though I think a lot of it is really well-intentioned, right? I'm not saying it's evil or it's bad. Like people want to buy gifts and give them and be busy and like do stuff. And like they, they, there's this energy that happens during this time of year, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad about that. But at the same time, like this is an opportunity for me to like sit and reflect on like what God is up to and what God has promised and like really think about, the birth of Christ and what that means. Um, and then what God has invited me into that God is already up to um, instead of just kind of depending on myself to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Really, we're so used to being in control. We're so used to having our planner, you know, our calendars open. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just sitting back and letting Christ work. And and listening for you know our role in mm-hmm. that, and and I think our role is is uh, I don't know, so much less than we imagine it to be. Not that it's not important, but I mean we have one Savior, and it's not us. Um, how do we how do we participate and and wait expectantly for for Christ to to work around us? Hmm. Hmm. Amen, brother. Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you next week for Advent 3. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Good job, Dave. What we got? Still going to be 20 minutes. Huh? It's still going to be 20 minutes. Okay. Well, 20 minutes is a shorter than normal. Way shorter than normal. Last week, I was like, oh, we're going to go short. And I was editing. I was like, been watching the views from last week's podcast it's only two yeah. <laughs> it's just not uh, yeah we're not getting any viewers not yeah i like i posted it and then it was um let me stop this before it